This is the Voice of the Land podcast with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Nick Paulus. What's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to another edition of the Voice of the Land podcast. This is the season finale for season three, episode 26. We're going to go out with a bang here with the season finale of season three. Of course, we are partnered with Web Streaming Studio by LPV and NEO Sports Network. You can always find the podcast on social media. Reach out to us on Twitter at VTL underscore pod. Follow Nick Paulus, my brother, my co-host, at CLE underscore Paulus. And, of course, you can find Peter Tellup and LPV Productions, NEO Sports Network, on all social media sites as well. We also have a Instagram page, VTL underscore pod, for there as well. Voice of the Land on Facebook. And if you really just need to fill your time, you can listen to the audio on any of your favorite podcast platforms, Google, Spotify, Apple, hit that subscribe button there. And of course, you can also find us on video, all of our full show podcast episodes and special clips, whether they may be extras that you can only go to YouTube for, or just other clips from that we kind of had a lot of fun with during the during the week to kind of give you snippets. And then you can watch how it all flowed together in the full episode at Voice of Land Podcast on YouTube there. As I mentioned, as always, I am joined by my brother, Nick Paulus, and our producer extraordinaire, Peter Tellup. And guys, it's season three finale. We're going to take you know a couple, couple weeks off here, or yep. it's going to be a couple more weeks before we get into the new season. A lot of things coming up for us. We've got a lot of things in the pot we're kind of cooking up. <laughs> How excited are you about kind of where where this podcast has gone, where it's going, and just what's uh, what's what's going on? What are you going to be yeah. doing when once season three ends? Uh, well, Kelly and I, my wife Kelly and I, uh, who's actually here, uh, is uh, we're going to be taking vacation. We're going to be heading down to uh, Virginia Beach mm-hmm. uh, area. One of my buddies, uh, Logan, lives down there in Chesapeake, okay. so uh, we're going to take next weekend off and you know, head down there around Thursday. Come back Monday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for it. But uh, stay safe. Yeah, absolutely. Stay safe. Uh, But it is going to be a lot of fun. However, this podcast has grown so much, you know, within this year, uh, you know, this this season that we have. And it's all thanks to Peter. It 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 really is. It absolutely is. I mean, we wouldn't be here doing this in front of the cameras, in front of, you know, these great mics and Mm -hmm. and doing everything that we do here without Peter. So I do want to say thank you, Peter, for for helping us out. You're quite welcome. I'm I'm glad that uh, we got this thing going. I mean, mm-hmm. I met with yeah. Kevin. What a year and a half ago? Oh, two like years a, year ago? And a year and a half, almost two years ago, yeah. when we first started talking about what we could try to do. Um, I don't even know if I had the space at that time. I don't, you didn't. You said yeah. that you were in the works of trying uh, yeah, to find a space. Was, you had a couple, like I, you mentioned Parma. Yeah. But I think it was like you had like you were saying maybe in the Menor area or Parma, like you weren't yeah. sure, but you were trying trying to reach out to it your just, buddy. Yeah, it just worked out that. Um, you know, trying to save a little bit of money, and uh, mm-hmm. my buddy has this building that we're fortunate enough to have space in, and he's like, "Hey, save some money, move your equipment here, and uh, you know, it's big enough that I could put it in a studio." And in fact, my plans—it's not going to happen before the next season starts—but my, <laughs> my plans are to try and expand into more of the space here and, and have more of a, uh, a video studio also set up, so That's we can awesome. do some more work up here. Um, but we'll see how that goes, and I know we're going to be making some improvements between seasons though just rewiring some of the stuff here in the studio and Mm -hmm. trying to make things a little bit better you know um just constantly trying to improve you know the product we put out so yeah absolutely i mean and that's the biggest thing i mean we've grown since Mm -hmm. day one you know up to now i mean it has been amazing you know the the route that we've been going right now and it's only going to get better i i think i truly do believe that and uh you know might have some uh Big news coming up, obviously. Right. You know, we we all know about it. We're we're gonna get into that. You know, Did season you four startup. Let, let's let's okay. hold it. Yeah, let, let's hold it little, for right little now. Little teaser there. Little, little teaser. teaser. Yeah, couple week teaser there for you guys. But uh, super happy, excited, can't wait to you know get this all going and uh, yeah, have a great season finale today. Yeah, I was like working 
on a whole spiel, like if we, you know, had to had to add that new element in. Because I mean, I heard you talk about it yesterday, so I, I was like, you know, I did. Yeah, I was on uh, ESPN Cleveland yesterday for uh, ECT as well as the Next Level, so it was uh, great timing. I was like, how open are we getting? Like, are, he's probably gonna announce it tomorrow, so like, I gotta like come up with a spiel, like right. how to tie it in. But you want to keep it a little bit more secret, on the so, D- on so the DL for right now. If you yeah. weren't listening to you know Next Level ECT last night on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Yep. Then you're gonna have to wait. We got a little <laughs> little tease in the business for you, but I do also want to say thank you to Peter and, like you said, you know that conversation that we had with the vision, kind of putting out the initial yep. vision. I kind of came to you and I talked about it, and it was it was what this is. I think more than what we were anticipating oh, when we first had this 100%. conversation. Yeah. And that's all thanks thanks to Peter. And of course, thank you to all of our mentors out there, you know, the the teachers we had at OMS and the ones that kind of have gotten us into this and just, you know, I want to thank you as well for all of the you work too, that you put into into the podcast and being here all the time and, you know, of course, one mentor I always got a shout out on here yesterday. You guys were having the conversation back and forth and he kind of promoted us as well uh, on on Twitter. So kind of we want to improve this podcast for more people to kind of get the content because we feel like we are putting out a pretty good product Absolutely. that we want to continue to improve on. We're, we don't feel like we're anywhere close to like hitting our peak yet. Right. And that's, that's, that's a great thing. Yes. Like as much as many great things that we've already done to not hit our peak yet and have a guy like Emmett Golden, who is a mentor and a friend, you know, kind of helping us out on the back end. You know, he's he's a host on one of the major one of the major sports platforms and Been on ESPN radio has his own show there. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a great, great guy and someone that we are so thankful to have yeah. you know, helping us along the way. I'm going to I'm going to add this, though, to anyone listening or watching. Mm hmm hit us up with comments or suggestions yeah, if there's absolutely. if there's something you'd like to see us incorporate into yep. the the podcast you know give us your ideas because we For may sure. we may do something like that i mean we've talked a little bit about maybe doing some patreon levels with yep. some live yep. like maybe live streaming behind the scenes stuff and you know if there's something you guys want to see let us know because you know we're open to suggestions i think so oh, yep. you know. absolutely yeah yeah and there's gonna be guests coming in season four we're gonna try to you know like peter just said patreon some other uh maybe some other partnerships or just other things we're going to try to add to just make the content better but he he said it perfectly if there is something that you're that you know that you haven't seen on here and you like listening to us and you want us to take that next step you think you see that next step for us let us know we're always open to that of course at vtl underscore pod on twitter and instagram and voice the land on facebook you can always reach out and even comment on the on the videos on youtube as well and let us know what you thought about that particular clip or just overall if you want to just comment and it has to do with baker the the (laughs) video has to do with baker and you tell us you're like i want to see you guys do like this for your fun segments at the end of the podcast and it has nothing to do with what the video is doesn't matter right however wherever wherever you can find us let us know what you think now as we kind of get into the actual sports topics this this week, did something? Did anybody anything happen this week? I was kind of, I decided to take a couple a hi- things in. I I don't know if you guys know, but I took a social media hiatus this week, and mm-hmm. it was refreshing. Was it? <laughs> Let me tell you, it was refreshing to just not like not worry about having to always like ref- like refresh Twitter, of course, yeah. or you know go from Twitter to Facebook to Instagram and like back and forth to spend all that time on my phone i mean yeah i may have downloaded a couple more games to kind of keep my, <laughs> but it's like it, it just kind of opened me up to be a little bit more you know just actually enjoying life and sure. seeing what's going on and trying to start I'm trying to get back into soccer coaching this season too so trying to put attention to that has just been you know refreshing and allowed me to hit a bit of a reset button have okay. you guys ever done like a social media hiatus or break or anything just to kind of refresh reset sure um it it is a little i mean it is refreshing whenever it does happen and if you're going to do it at any point in time Mm -hmm. probably right now is the best time i mean quarantine yeah (laughs) yeah everything that's going along there's not a whole lot of sports going on Mm -hmm. uh so yeah it's not a bad time to do that uh my wife and i whenever we head down for our anniversary weekend that's actually one of my deals that i have with her i you know get on there i turn off my phone and then that is it so for about three to four days i am Mm. nowhere near my phone i have turned off 
the entire time. Yeah, we were surprised uh, to see a message so quickly from you during that uh, the, during the, the anniversary weekend. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, she's looking at me. <laughs> she, she is. She is. <laughs> Wasn't uh, me. <laughs> right. Well, I did let her know. You know, I, I was gonna have to message you guys at least one time. You know, to let you guys know. She was all cool with that. So uh, thank you for that. But um, yeah, no, it, it is refreshing. Mm-hmm. You know, when, whenever you do, you know, have that little moment, whether it's a day or a couple of days, you know, that totally fine. Right. Um, I have not had that, you know, since, you know, our anniversary last month. Uh, but, you know, this coming up weekend, you know, I might be doing that as well for right. you know, our little vacation that we're going to take. So, yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. It is a refreshing time to do that. Uh, I couldn't do it longer than three or four days, though, because I need to have some sort of interaction with the yeah. outside world at that point. In time. Right. But I, I completely get where you're coming from. I think I went like five or, or six days. Yeah. And I only four. Four for me is like the perfect amount, I think. I had a bet going with my girlfriend that mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't even look at anything until this morning, like before the podcast. Like sure. I would go from basically Saturday to Saturday with like a limited uh, thing. Usage, I, you right. know, like I had to there was a couple messages that came through that way that I had to had to respond to. And sure. And it's talking about soccer on <laughs> on the air and in the morning. So, you know, my mind just goes, of course, like I got to I got to get in that conversation because that's, that's <laughs> what I've been doing. I've been watching a little bit more soccer, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just kind of a lot with that going on overseas. And now MLS here in the United States, they're in their bubble down in Florida, like the NBA is trying to do. So we want to see how that goes. And that sure. may be they're outside more, of course, but they're in the hotels. So I kind of want to see how that also transitions and maybe how that could impact the NBA being in the same exact complex down there. But I had to, I, she was like, you know what? It's okay. We, we'll <laughs> take the bet off because you do need to actually look at things so that you're actually more yeah. prepared and not just do it the morning of. Don't cram for tests. Like, right. I, I, yeah, know you, yeah. I know you always used to do in school and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to be a little bit more prepared for you guys today. So I, I looked at social media. Don't worry. Appreciate that. <laughs> Peter, I mean, I mean, how much, how much social media and especially with LPV and NEO Sports Network, how much of an impact is that on, on the, those, businesses but just for you personally how much you actually do it for just personal use versus with lpv and i'm I'm on i'm on facebook quite a bit just to keep touch with you know family and stuff like that a lot um i i need to do more promoting lpv and neo sports on uh the platforms like normally when we do when we're doing like the football season mm-hmm. or basketball mm-hmm. season we're much more engaged with that of we course, were supposed yeah. we were supposed to be starting um trying to do uh live streams of the summer basketball uh yeah. tournament uh this monday and that's postponed for now that's through uh fun game sports with chris walker he's a great guy i mean he puts together this thing uh and what really stinks about this year is most of the you know he gets some sponsorships you know he he puts a ton of work he's got his kids working the door he makes his money i think you know on on the, the mm, tickets you know yeah. coming in yeah and you can't have crowds can't have that so we're, yeah. you know we were trying to put something together and right now with you know Cuyahoga county is level whatever it is you know you gotta yeah. wear masks everywhere level. 29 or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. Um, so, you know, we were trying to figure that out, and it's postponed for now. Hopefully it'll happen. Um, so, you know, we, we do a lot to promote that when it's going on. Right. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I need a break from social media because it's <laughs> – Yeah. And we're actually going to go next month to Hawking Hills nice. um, for a couple of days, and it'll be – you know, just a couple, you know, two nights, you know, three days down there, and it'll be nice to kind of disconnect and, yeah. uh, you know, not have to do a lot. Now, <clears throat> there is apparently Wi-Fi in the cabin. Okay. Uh, so we're not disconnecting that much, but, I, you know, I'll have my phone, but I don't really plan on, you know, I plan on being outside. Hopefully the weather stays, it won't be raining like today. Right. Um, Hawking Hills Winery. Go down yeah. there. That That's the place to do is it. Yeah. Well, well, we're going to have the kids with us, so we'll see what mm. we can do about that. But, and we're, and we're <laughs> I've taking seen kids the, in there. Yeah. It'll be okay. okay. And we're the, taking the dog. We're taking the dog with us. So that's going to be. Oh, first uh, trip with the dog? First, Yeah. Oh. The dog's only like five months old. So yeah. first that, trip with the dog. That winery is. The, that is our go-to place whenever we go down okay. there, and they have these wine slushies. Ooh. The best thing I've ever had is this peach wine slushy. Wow, that, they, sounds, they that a, sounds fantastic. They have yeah. a peach and what was it? A cranberry. What was it? 
Raspberry. Raspberry. Oh, Ooh. yeah, that, that was it. The raspberry, you know, goes with the red. It, it's good. Yeah, and I love red wine. Um, but it, it's good, but that peach is fantastic. And yeah, I get brain freeze every time. Well, <laughs> J- Jacob, so, Jacob's almost old enough to drive, so, you know. Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, uh, you know, you have to just check it out this year, and then, you know, a couple years when he is driving. You yeah, know, there you then, go. You know, <laughs> get a driver. <laughs> nice. Finish the uh, finish that Par- Hawking Hills trip with Par- Parent of the Year award right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, but it is good to just disconnect and go out to places like that. I've always wanted to go to Hawking Hills, never been, had a chance. Hopefully, getting a chance this summer at some point too. I know that that's in the in the works or something like that. Somebody have to check out that winery too. Yeah. But you know, I jumped back on Twitter yesterday, and there was just you know all like the the girls I got. That's what B said. Yes. Uh, with Brittany Mollis mm-hmm. and uh, Bree and uh, Meredith Kane and all like that whole group and of course uh, there's that Gabby Gowdy Yes. who's on uh, on Twitter as well, kind of talks with them. And, you know, she's in Pittsburgh, but she's a Browns fan, Cleveland fan. And, you know, like just things like that where people that don't have their picture in their avatar. We talked about this last week with Pet Peeves. They don't have their picture in the avatar. It's like a weird name. You know it's like just somebody that's just trying to get a rise out of people. Long John Silver. Yeah, but yes. it's like <laughs> they don't agree with you, so then they're going to shame you for – like they're going to try to like shame you for image or like how Body you Body shame, yeah. Yeah, it, like, it's it's – like I jumped back on and I saw like a bunch of like tweets like that that had happened throughout the week towards some of them and I'm yeah. and you know other people that are just kind of you know disagreeing but coming the comebacks are like out of this world like that's the Super issue childish yeah all the way through it's great it's easy to connect with people but it's also like there's that other dark side to it that's just like well, not yeah I mean we, and we talked about it yeah, last week it, I mean just the Twitter trolls are out there yeah. in. I mean, huge numbers, but that's the thing about it. Yeah, I mean, ninety mm. percent of Twitter is awesome. I truly, yeah. I truly believe that. Just like everything in the world, ninety percent of the stuff is typically pretty good. Yep. And then you have that ten percent that is just douchebags. <laughs> yeah. Know? And that's and that and but unfortunately, the douchebags have uh, you know, uh, I guess a more uh, higher voice or something like that. I mean, because it's it gets seen more. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, it gets it, more clicks. And, right. You know, yeah. The clicks just how it goes. So like 10% gets made out to be, you know, like 80%. percent. Right. Yeah, right. And it's like, you just, you go on, that's just filling up your timeline because everybody's just retweeting the same thing. Right. Or they're even like copying and pasting it onto their own Twitter. And then you have to like go back to where the source was, but it's just someone just following suit with someone else. Yeah. And it's just the same thing getting repeated over and over. And it's just, it's just tiresome. I think the pet peeves is what got me to that, yeah. that social media thing. But <laughs> I did turn on my notifications back for, I realized my bleach report and ESPN notifications were on, on, on my phone. So turn those back on just so I kind of had a sense of what was going on. And the big thing that happened this week was NCAA football, big 10 announcing that they are only going to play, and this is for all fall sports. They're only going to play conference games. So you know the you know the big money maker is football. They were supposed to play Oregon, but you also have the soccer programs and you know the uh, I think it's the crew the crew programs yeah. and all the fall sports that are going on volleyball. Right now, they're trying to give more schedule flexibility by only playing a conference schedule. Pac-12 just followed suit yes, uh, yesterday as well. Last night, yeah. ACC, Big 12 are going to announce their plans later on this month. SEC had a meeting yesterday. They, you know, they're going to stay steadfast, but when they're non conference if, if anyone's going to play a season this year, it's going to be the SEC. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if everything else gets shuts down, Alabama and LSU will definitely be playing in November. It, we can guarantee that. It's not even the SEC. It's just Alabama and LSU. Yeah. Go Tigers, yeah. <laughs> Go Tigers. Yes. Oh, Ed Orgeron, man. Every Good times. The first time I saw his name, I thought it was Oregon. Did, I thought, did you? I, I thought his last name was Oregon. <laughs> but so all of these fall sports, you know, they're basically <sighs> – to me, it's starting to feel like they're preventing, they're like they're delaying the inevitable. Yeah. The unfortunate side and the unfortunate reality, and it's not to bring the the tone down or anything like that. It's just we bring the rea- we bring the reality here, and unfortunately, this virus is not going away. It you know it was handled differently state by state so you can only like you go to one state and you might feel very comfortable to be there and play a game there or have other events that are going on there but then you go to another one and it's like the cases are 
on the rise. Some people say we're in the first phase. Some people say we finally hit that second phase. Who knows? But now you're looking at these sports like football and the fall that you thought were going to be, you know, okay. Yeah. Everything could go as planned. NFL was on their plan. NCAA football was on their plan. Got Ohio State shutting down their football voluntary workouts because of players testing positive for the virus. Is there concern? Are you concerned that there's going to be any sort of fall sport on any level this year in 2020? My concern level is probably you know, for for college sports is yeah. at like an all time high. Uh, I truly don't believe that we are going to see college football this year. I know that you know the Big Ten you know says hey you know conferences you know we're we're going to do the conference games everything like that. But I truly don't see that happening, uh, and I I don't really know how you know we're we're going to really come back from that. Right. Um, not to say that we're never going to see college sports again. Hmm. Nothing like that. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. We will, um, but. It, I, I don't think I, I think you know Fields you know Justin Fields is played his last snap for Ohio State. I think that he is going to go pro, and and Trevor Lawrence the same exact Trevor Lawrence yeah you know, Chris Olave the wide receiver Chris Olave I mean some Chuba of these, Hubbard you know from, yeah. from Oregon State I mean a lot of these players these top notch players I wouldn't play if if I were them I mean hmm. what you're going to hold out for you know what till next year because once again I don't think that we're going to play this year yeah um the, yeah so I mean that. That's 100% ridiculous. Go get your money. I mean, I've always promoted people getting their money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that is something that I think that they're going to end up doing. I don't think that we're going to see college football this year. Pro sports, we will, because there's way too much money involved. And not to say that there isn't for, for college, mm-hmm. but like the the 1% of college football, you know, the Ohio States, Alabamas, LSUs, they want to play. I get that. But then you have mm-hmm. 99% Kent State. States, Akron's, Bowling Greens, you know, basically every Mac school, you know, you know, even like Indiana, yeah, you know, like the the lower Big Ten schools, all the schools at Rutgers, you know, I, I don't see them being able to afford, you know, that sort of, you know, plan to, you know, go out there and because they can't afford, you know, a lot of these tests, you know, for mass tests mm-hmm. and everything like that. Ohio State can, Bama can, LSU can, Clemson can, but yeah. it, literally the one percent wants to play the other. 95 to 99% probably won't be able to because they can't afford it. And that's going to kill a lot of their scholarship athletes that they have already. And we were talking about this on ECT yesterday. Them not playing the conference games, mm. or, you know, or I'm sorry, only playing the conference yep. games kills Kent State because they're supposed to be, you know, playing like Alabama. Yep. You know, I, I believe they were also going to be playing yeah. Ohio State too. You know, a lot of these teams, they get millions of dollars yeah. for just going down there and taking taking an ass whooping, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, but it, it's great for their schools because they get all this money coming into the program. They're not going to have that now. And it's going to kill these programs. Yeah. It's yeah. Like I think it's Buffalo and Bowling Green or something like that. That was supposed to play Ohio State besides something. Oregon. But right. I mean, it, yeah, it is those smaller schools that just come and, and take that, take that beating. I mean, what is it? Uh, Alabama and schools in the SEC play teams like Mercer, like a division, <laughs> like an FCS type team. Like they have that basically that's their bye week type thing later yeah. on in the season. So, you know, it's going to hurt a lot of these small schools, but it's also going to hurt like the athletes as well, like the sure. student athletes as well, because, you know, if, if these students can't go back to campus either, then you're not going to have college football or college sports be what they are. I mean, I've watched college soccer games so often and the fans there, I mean, just like that student section and then the fans around in these different uh, arenas or stadiums, it just, it has a different level to it because the, the sport is still pure in a sense. You know, when you get to that middle school, high school sport level, that's when that sport is pure because that passion is being displayed on the field or Mm -hmm. on the court or in the gymnasium whatever sport you're playing you see that passion because it's just you're there for there you're there for the game and you know that's kind of your outlet that's a lot of people's outlet for from schooling you know as much as school is the most important that's kind of that outlet to kind of help them express themselves in a different way and I'm having this feeling that amateur sports is going to have is going to be impacted tremendously, immensely by this virus where we may not see any sort of 
fall sports. And it's it's sad to say, it's sad to, it would be sad to see. Sure. I'm hoping it just becomes conference games, and we have to just figure out the money for the smaller schools in college. But well, e- even look if at no someone, one gets to play. I mean, well, and look at Stanford. Stanford, hey, it's you know one of the I, biggest colleges you know in the yeah, world for academics, R- academics and athletics. and athletics, and they just cut eleven programs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is ridiculous what these schools are going through right now. And someone you know like Stanford, I mean, you know they can have you know all of their old players, yep. alumni, you mm-hmm. know donate and everything like that. It's still not enough, right? And it, it's going to kill these programs, especially at the smaller schools. If Stanford Stanford can't do it. How can Bowling Green do it? You, yeah. you know, like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because you can get some of the top players to come to come to Stanford. Now you got to have high academic standing. Sure. But there's plenty of athletes out there that put their attention first yeah. in the classroom, and that's what that's what that's when you know you're getting a great player. Yeah. Is because they have the they have the intelligence to. It's not just being smart or being able, you know, like being great at studying yeah. or, you know, getting the homework done and stuff. It's that intelligence to know and that work ethic to know anything that I am tasked with doing, any responsibility I have, I'm going to give it my all and I'm going to give you all that I have in each one of those elements. So you're going to get the best out of them in the classroom, which is most important. And then that's going to translate to how they become leaders on the field or on the court. I mean, Peter, I mean, just seeing some of some of this transition. And I know that, you know, with any NEO sports network too, with the high schools, I mean, do you see, are you concerned at all about all fall sports or do you see that the flexibility of scheduling right now could be more of a help to at least have something to give sports fans of college sports or even high school sports something to something to see i'm nervous about it because i really think that the high school sports i mean we just got a thing you know mentor is planning on having five days a week school now the kids mm-hmm. can opt out to online mm-hmm. and they'll have buses but they have the kids have to wear face masks on the buses right yep. in the classrooms you know there's a there's a bunch of like social distancing and you know and protection type things that they're going with which is good but that concerns me because football i mean how do you do that in football you know how do you do that in in double sessions in you know because you're not gonna be able to test in high school right you know the it's going to be it's going to be crazy and i i know that i had talked to um someone with the cvc and they were and this was a couple of weeks ago the last time i heard mm-hmm. they were still trying to figure out what they're going to do and honestly like a conference like the cvc you know smaller schools but the cvc spans you know that's like berkshire west g um uh, independence yeah. is in the you know is in that uh, conference now, and even if they only played conference games, that's all over you know that's all over the Cleveland area, and I don't I just can't I can't see it. And can you imagine Friday night football with no one in the stands? Yeah, once again, I I don't think that we're going to have Friday night football. I don't think we're going to have football yeah. other than the NFL, which yeah. is unbelievable to say and it's going to kill a lot of these schools again yeah and i get and i want everybody listening to understand that we're not enjoying saying no we're just we're bringing reality to this because i think that even i would at least admit for myself i've been naive to the fact that you know okay well baseball is going to was impacted and basketball was impacted because of the time that it initially the big wave really hit but then by the time we get to you know football's not even until september late august into september then you'll have you still have your friday saturday sunday monday all days of the week type football to kind of get you through like the fall i've been naive to that we're just being realistic now and seeing that there is going to be a huge impact and colleges there's not all of them can test as it is because there's not enough money you're going to have the ohio states the alabamas the lsus the go tigers you're going to you're going to have them being able to have the money almost like professional style leagues to have the money to test their athletes for all their sports but not every school can do that let alone for just one program like i said that's the one percent yeah it's the one it's it's the billion dollar colleges out there that that are able to do that but i mean what are we going to have i mean you can't just play 
what the uh, 20 programs that can afford it. Right. You know, like you have the entire, I, I mean, there's like 300 different colleges that are associated with D1, D2 mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that more than 50 of them could could probably survive without you know this uh, you know without all of the revenue that especially football brings mm-hmm. in because that's the biggest money maker yes. for all of these universities. Right. Oh, yeah. right. Well, forget about it, like D three. You know any of course Mountain Lake, Union, yeah, you know, Lake Erie like, College. I mean, right. that's, you know Baldwin Wallace. You know, like yeah. uh, all of these different schools. John Carroll. Exactly. Yeah, and the, and the level and you know just seeing all of those like on local television, all those games, but not being able to get all of those schools to be able to have this level of testing and make sure that the the season is safe but then you get to the high school and middle school level like high schools are not gonna they're not going to be able that's less than one percent of high schools that would have any sort of money for even one program one sports program to test their athletes continuously or constantly to see if they could have a season even if they had the even if they had the test even if they had the test available yeah i mean the uh, don't the tests have to go to labs? Could you imagine mm-hmm. the the labs trying to te- you know run these you know, process all these tests? Run hundred different athletes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. For yeah. all these schools, it would. There's just no way. It it's, just doesn't seem feasible. It's the money to get the test done and get the results done in a quick manner too. That Base, very baseball's very, having this issue too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Angels were were scheduled to get their yeah. their tests done yes. on like Wednesday, and the guy just never showed up. Yeah. <laughs> like like baseball's having this issue too. Yeah. It, so it's it, with the money makers, it's an issue. Yeah. How is it going to work in the high schools? But I'm hoping somehow, some like I'm I'm still hopeful that there can be something, or that the Ohio High School Athletic Association, if they have to make that difficult decision, because you know that seniors of 2020 missed out on their spring sports. And they missed out on a lot, and the seniors missed out on a lot of activities. A lot of schools have had to kind of transition or fix what their prom looks like. Wycliffe just changed prom to like being like a uh, an outdoor event, just like with like a DJ. Doesn't sure. matter what you wear, you know. It's just like a cookout type thing to just have one last blowout in a safe manner. Yeah. So those seniors didn't get anything, but then when the fall sports, the big the big money makers, you got your high school football, your Friday night football, and you got the bands out there, and you got the you got high school soccer and volleyball and golf and all of that going on these seniors that have been building up to this moment and the ones that get noticed that year they're not on the radar right away they may be able to assist with their academic pursuits by getting that scholarship and being noticed their senior year that could go away too and there's so much of an impact so i don't know what the answer is i'm not paid to figure out the answer if this has to happen and you know how you kind of still give these kids a sense of what they may miss so that they don't miss too much because that could have an effect on them too but we're gonna have to make sure that yes we got to make sure the kids are safe and everyone is safe and that's the most important thing but then also how do you kind of combat the the other issues that will come from that where kids aren't getting that extra opportunity to earn that spot or be noticed even at college by recruits like the lower level college kids that go end up making it to the combine they put on there and then they go to the nfl draft and they get selected in those mid rounds because they bumped up their stock because they got noticed on film Mm -hmm. they don't have that they may not have that opportunity and it is sad to see sad to say i'm hoping it's not i'm just trying to be realistic here that there's going to be a lot more questions than answers coming up very soon on how to operate sports business and so many other things that this impact has had such a far far more reaching element to it than i think anyone could have ever anticipated once it hit um we do anticipate though that nfl football and you kind of indicated it that where there's money they're gonna try (laughs) they're going they're going to do anything they can to get this season going they've talked about reducing preseason games maybe not having that right which could hurt teams that have newer coaches like the browns I guess right now we're still kind of anticipating an NFL season. So you have all these articles starting to come out because you're getting closer to when training camps are supposed to start. And by the time we start season four, we'll have a much, much clearer picture on what at least pro sports are going to look like going into the fall. Yeah. 
But the Browns and Jeremy Fowler of ESPN has been doing these these collections and basically getting research from GMs, coaches around the league of executives. Yeah. yeah, who are the top players by position and quarterback? In terms of Browns, Baker did not make that list. But you have Odell Beckham Jr. number four on the wide receiver list. Nick Chubb, number seven on the the running back list. Did you get a chance to really dive into some of these lists, Paulus, and and just kind of where the Browns or some of the top talent that we know we have on this team, where they ended up on on these lists? Surprising, underrated, overrated? How did you see it? First off, I want to th- I want to say I think it's a hundred percent ridiculous that Nick Chubb was number seven. Yeah, you know, I th- he's at least a top five running back. In this I think league, he's if not a, top. Three. I think he's a top five. I think he's a top five running back. Now, I mean, is seven that far away from five? No, no. you know, it, it's not like they put him fifteenth. You know, it, yeah. it's nothing like that. It's not that ridiculous. Okay, but I I, I do think it is a little shameful to put him at mm-hmm. seven for, for i mean for the workload that he's had over the last yes. two years i mean i think that it it shows in bunches that how great he is and how meaningful he is you know for us you know on this team uh i thought odell was it being number four and getting a number one vote i yeah. think he got a couple of number one votes yeah. actually uh i think i thought that, that was like very very surprising mm-hmm. uh because as of right now i mean the, his production over the last couple of years doesn't deserve number one votes i I want to be 100 percent honest with that i love odell you know him being a browns player and him coming out this past week saying that the the trade was the best thing that ever happened for him Mm -hmm. like i love that about odell and in the fact that he is actually embracing us now and not just saying like oh you know new york sent me here to die he's not saying that stuff again he's like you know what this is actually a good thing for me Mm -hmm. Um, once again, Odell being a number four wide receiver, I don't know. I think that there's others that you could probably put up there yeah. uh, for that. But Based I, on talent level, you would talent level, be, and, and you know what? He hasn't produced. If, if that's what the you know, if that's what the mindset is, mm-hmm. you know, then then that's fine. I mean, yeah. he is a top five talented wide receiver. Yes. I mean, he is the. I mean, he doesn't have you know the prototypical size like a uh, like a, even like an AJ Green or someone. Yeah, like you know, he's not six, six foot, foot above. Yeah. Right, he's not six foot three, two hundred. 20 pounds he's not you know julio jones you know he's not like that but i mean the guys you know 511 has Mm -hmm. been one of the probably top three hands in the game speed you know the explosion everything for that i did want to jump into the running backs though okay okay so i have this pulled up uh, as of right now um here we go so saquon barkley uh was number one on this list which i would put christian mccaffrey who's at number two ahead of him it's his cat I got him at number one. <laughs> Probably it, those, I, those thighs. I, I mean, it's, like, those yeah. thighs run for days. I yeah. mean, <laughs> Be, but I know he was hurt last year. Yeah, but like the the hype to him and now having injuries as a running back. Say quad Barkley, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is definitely <laughs> number one in my book. And I think who so I should too. have taken number one in fantasy last year over Saquon. You, you didn't anticipate it, injuries, but right. that's how fantasy goes. Of course. Uh, but, you know, so let me give you the top five. They have Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott at three, uh, Alvin Kamara, and Derrick Henry. Okay. And then who uh, else is ahead of him? Dalvin Cook, which to me, I don't think Dalvin Cook should be ahead of Nick Chubb. No. Seeing as, you know, his mm. offensive you know coordinator is now working with us. Right. I think Nick Chubb is better than Dalvin Cook immediately no matter what. Like I Dalvin has great hands, okay? You know, mm-hmm. like that's fine and he's quick, he can cut, but the guy's not consistently healthy. He no. gets injured all yes. the damn time. Nick Chubb never leaves the field. You right. know, Nick Chubb if Freddie Kitchens gave him the ball 35 times a game like I wanted him to last year, <laughs> we would have been 11 and 5 and and would have been okay. Freddie'd still have a job. You know, if if he gave the ball to Nick Chubb more. Yeah. Um it, it is a damn shame that, you know, that those players that some of those players are ahead of him because once again, I think Dalvin I think he's better than Dalvin Cook. I think that he's better than Alvin Kamara as of right now. I think yeah. he's better than him. Zeke Elliott I, I don't know. Like I kind of view him as being right around there. 
Yeah. Well, Who are your top five running backs? My top five running backs, I have in no particular order mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. I do have Nick Chubb. I have uh, Derrick Henry, and I'll probably throw in Zeke. Okay. Yeah. I, I think those are probably the better, you know, the, the better ones. Uh, to finish out the top 10, you know, after Nick Chubb at seven, it was Joe Mixon, who I like Joe Mixon a lot. Uh, J- uh, Josh Jacobs, a little high on the list, I thought, but he's a good player. He's, you know, had a great rookie mm-hmm. year for uh, uh, for the Raiders and Lev Bell, who you always forget is 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 still in the league, but it's because he plays for the Jets and the Jets are god awful. Yeah. You know, they they never put an offense around Sam Darnold, which is going to kill Sam Darnold. You know, they don't have the offensive line, they don't have the offensive weapons. I I really don't know what the Jets are right. doing and as right ba- now. As bad as the Jets are, yeah, Le'Veon Bell has the advantage of at least still being in the conversation or getting noticed because he plays in in New York. Right. My top five, five yeah. to one, mm-hmm. and I have I have this in in order. Unlike some of our top fives we do at the end of these shows, <laughs> I actually have an order. Five, Saquon Barkley. The quad's got to match, or the production's got to match. The, five. I have him at five. Wow. Okay. Because the, the production has to match the, the quads. Because he can easily jump within the first four weeks of the NFL season from five to, to two or one, sure. being that back in that conversation between McCaffrey and himself okay. by getting that production and showing that last year injuries were just a fluke and that he is that guy you saw his rookie year to basically lead the whole Giants offense and be able to carry him on his quads. Not carry him on his back, <laughs> right. carry him on his quads. <laughs> um, then at number four, I have Derrick Henry. Okay. Just because the way that he was able to lead the Titans – and that those playoff performances and getting sure. into that point, I know that you know people didn't like that he got the rushing title and got enough yards to get the rushing title last year. Yeah, but he earned it, and he was a, a he's Titans a, team. That, he's a great player. I think he is the he's one of the best December running backs I've ever seen because yes. he, he from the production from September to November, mm-hmm. it's okay. I mean, he's getting and he's one of seventy those eighty yards. running backs. Right, he's getting seventy to eighty yards a game, and yeah. you're like, okay, cool, but. December hits and people are tired. He just keeps churning it out, and he is a great, phenomenal runner in the fourth quarter. Yeah. The Alabama running backs get overrated coming into the league. Yeah, but they find their niche in the league. Like some uh, of them, like uh, not Trent Richardson. Well, not Trent Richardson, but uh, who's <laughs> who's in Baltimore now? Is like saying like Big uh, Ingram. Ingram, Ingram, Mark, yeah, Mark, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, who was with the Saints and then yeah. moved on to the moved on the Ravens. He wasn't great in the beginning, but he's kind of found that niche and been able he's to. A Complimentary back, and he is great in Baltimore. Yes. The, what they ask from him in Baltimore is perfect. Yes. Number three, Nick Chubb. Okay. I have him at as a top three running back in this league because he can he can do it all. He can he can hit you with the power game up the middle. He can get outside with the speed. We've seen those long runs. He can definitely catch the ball out of the backfield. Had a couple fumbles last year, basically in one game against New England, and that those couple plays really hurt them. Of course, in that game. Number two. I have Zeke Elliott because I think even though he has, you know, uh, you know, been a little bit different than he was at Ohio State. He's still that that powerful running back that sure. can again do it all. He runs that, that offense, and he's that quintessential new NFL running back to kind of get involved in the pass game, but also hit you with that hit you with that run and break down and wear down a defense with just being able to hit the hole. And, and sure. having a great offensive line in Dallas has, has helped, but you saw what he did with our great offensive line in Ohio State too. All he needed was that little crease, and he was and he was gone, or he was going to run people over. And at number 85 one, yards through the heart of the South. Yes. And at number one, and who knows what the Panthers will look like, but Christian McCaffrey is the number one running back right now in the NFL and probably going to be, again, a number one, a top pick in fantasy football drafts. A lot of people are even starting to have those. I, you know, I, I don't even want to look at that yet because I don't. It's way too early for that. I don't don't get me my, wrong. Like, I don't want to get my hopes up. I start August. <laughs> like August 1st, I yeah. start doing, you know, all of the different fantasy models. Mock drafts mock and everything drafts, like yeah. that. I don't touch it until then because everything's fake at that point in time. Because yeah. you're, whenever the training camps start happening, people get injured, yep. and then you got to look into account of of everything that happens. Then I normally don't do anything until preseason game three. Yeah, you know, a- after preseason game three, and then we start looking. We're not going to have that this year. This whole year is going to be crazy. Yeah, for, especially for I'm fantasy not, football. I'm not going to know when to if there is an NFL season. I'm not going to know when to draft because I'm usually drafting around that same time. Yeah. It's like, I don't, there's no <laughs> games to really help me in determining right. who I should 
pick and you know kind of those underrated underrated guys i one thing that when we had matt kind of fill in for you the one we one thing i made sure i didn't really get into because he likes to talk about his fantasy football team was how they've already had their their dynasty draft because they have their teams and you can basically dynasty leagues you're trading all year round you're you know you're collecting these draft picks and yeah. stuff and then you just draft the rookies the next year once you've started a dynasty league so that you add the the new player t- pool right into your team they already had their rookie in a like that's like a limited a pool of talent that you're going from mm-hmm. so it wouldn't take as much time they already had their rookie dynasty yeah. draft when I'm not even thinking about having a doing a mock draft yet, <laughs> and I think even Jay, uh, always positive Jay, has done. He said he's like done like 200 mock drafts, and he wants Jesus. to do like a thousand or something before. It's like I've stopped trying to prepare ever since I lost brackets to a seven year old, right. and and when it become like when these fantasy things come down to a crapshoot and just like oh yeah, you know people that may not put as much attention to it, and they kind of they. No, it, there's and, luck that there's luck involved, and I'm not gonna lie. Like whenever it comes down to these fantasy drafts and, and yeah. everything that we do, last year uh, you weren't able to make our fantasy mm-hmm. draft, but uh, yeah, I I was ripping on on we were our just good, preparing for virtual. Exactly, I was, <laughs> I was I was <laughs> very true, very true. <laughs> um, but my you know our, our good friend uh, uh, Bill Bill Lewis, mm-hmm. shout out. Hope uh, hope you're listening and watching. But I ripped on his draft. I was like, oh, you yeah. you took Derrick Henry. What an idiotic. Yeah. Pick that was Lamar Jackson in the fifth. Oh my happened. god! Right, and then he ends up tearing up the league and yeah. and dominated. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it is one of those things where it's like, y- y- who knows? Right. You, at this point in time, I've won one league. You know, two leagues, I should say. But who the hell knows what's going on? I you, you'll won. get your chance one of these days. I just want a belt. Right. That's all I want. <laughs> I see all these leagues with the with the championship belts. I'll never be a professional wrestler. This, I just want one of those this belts. year, and and we were talking about. <laughs> we we had the fantasy voices last year, uh, you know, podcast. Yeah. You know, we'll hopefully be able to do that again yeah. here, and you know, kind of go from there. I, I can't wait for it. Yeah, that'll be. We'll definitely get fancy voices back going again as long as we can have NFL football. Right. Um, now, also with with the Browns, we kind of mentioned these these lists. You know, we mentioned how Baker wasn't on wasn't on that list at all that right. Jeremy Fowler was able to get put together. But you also have Patrick Mahomes, who is the best quarterback in the league right now, and signs, without a doubt, signs a ten-year, over five hundred million dollar deal. And there are like clauses in there and opt-outs, things like that. I believe the injury clause, uh, you know, Peter and I were talking about that. If he gets injured, like Joe Theismann, mm-hmm. and can never play again, he gets one hundred and thirty-one or one hundred and thirty-three million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, and you, the, like that kind of contract, that kind of money, you're still set for a long time, if <laughs> ever, not, if not for a lifetime, you're set for, your for a genera- long time. Your kids, 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 kids are yes. probably all set. Yeah, I mean, you just put that money away. Yeah, yeah. you'd be be all good, but. Half a billion. He's not just the highest paid player in the NFL. It's the largest contract in sports history. Yeah. Now, what does what does Baker have to do to prove that he <laughs> doesn't deserve that kind More of five hundred billion? <laughs> no, no, definitely nowhere near there. Right. But what does Baker have to do to even get on that list coming into the season? Sure. And is there anyone in any of the on any of the Cleveland sports teams in this in this city that you would even consider giving that Patrick Mahomes style deal to to keep them here for that long? First, starting off with Baker, I think Baker just needs to cut down on turnovers. Like like cut two things: cut down on turnovers and get a higher uh, uh, percentage uh, completion percentage. And I think that that's going to happen because mm. he's one of the better rollout style yeah. uh, play action rollout quarterbacks that we have you know that we've seen in this league he's he does a very good job doing that that is the exact style of offense that kevin stefanski runs if you've seen what kirk cousins do, you know has been doing in the last two years in minnesota he has been amazing especially with the rollouts and mm-hmm. you know in bootlegs and everything yeah. like that he does a very good job because it's quick easy one two you know two you know look routes that he you know he's looking at the tight ends or he's looking at either the 
Thielen or Diggs. It's like just just do that. We have we have a better combination than what Thielen and Diggs was in Jarvis and Odell. Now we have Hooper, who I believe is better than Kyle Rudolph mm-hmm. that they have for them. Kyle Rudolph a couple years ago was hell of a tight end, but now he's a little bit older in yep. the tooth. You know, he, he, you know, longer in the tooth. So you know, go from there. But I think that we have a better combination at wide receiver, tight end, especially a running back, because I loved Alvin Cook, but Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can't beat that. Now we have a better offensive line. Like all of this just goes perfectly for Baker. I think that he can get there if he just cuts down on the stupid turnovers, which some of which weren't even his fault, mm. bouncing off the hands of uh, Antonio Callaway, you know, down to the goal line against San Francisco, his worst game of his entire career. But like before that, you know, he threw an interception to uh, uh, Richard Sherman, which he literally just he basically tossed it right to him. Yep. You know, it, by far the worst interception that I've seen Baker throw. And I mean, it's just cutting down on those turnovers and getting a higher completion percentage. I truly believe that we're going to see Baker come into this year. And if he has, you know, like his rookie year, he was right around 63, 64% completion percentage. That's what I want. You get me that Baker and, you know, cut down on the turnovers. Do do what he did his rookie year. Go 27 touchdowns to, I think he was at 14 interceptions then. Cut that down even more to like 10 interceptions. That would be a huge change. And I think that that would boost him up into the top 10. Now, in order to get to top five, you got to look over to take over some games. Yep. And we've seen him do that on a yes. couple of the games but it is one of those things where it's like he's still a very young player he's still very green we keep giving him all these different head coaches and offensive coordinators he has like five different playbooks that he's already seen so far just cut it down calm down give the ball to nick chubb and i think we're going to be fine yeah in terms of baker we'll, we'll just kind of start there yeah you're right about cutting down the turnovers and just you know being more just playing sound football that that accurate passer that we knew that he was and the reason why you know even he's never going to get and he's not going to do enough in one year to even get anywhere close to the you know that 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 extension from his rookie deal to what Patrick Mahomes got but remember they were Texas Tech and Oklahoma were in that big time shootout that they like to use and go back to and so Baker has that element to him as well that that flash element to him he's not as tall as Pat as as no, Patrick, but he doesn't have as strong of an army. He's not Patrick Mahomes, right? He's not, right? But he has like those those elements to kind of get a team to that point yes. to kind of go to beat whether in a shootout or be in a close game that's you know defensive driven in, in the beginning and kind of have enough at the end. He has all of those elements that we've seen that Patrick Mahomes has in his own style yeah. with Kansas City that has worked well with Kansas City and he meshed well with Andy Reid in that regard. And you're hoping that Stefanski and Baker are that kind of tandem where it's just like Baker's style and Stefanski's offense that just comes together and that was the whole point of hiring him. Outside of cleaning up the turnovers and play on the field, it's being the leader that we've heard Baker has been in these meetings, joining in on wide receiver or running back Zoom calls, Zoom yeah. calls that he's not required to be in. He's there and he's voicing, he's being we're being told that he's being vocal in these meetings and he's being vocal in actual team meetings not out there on social media when people try to bring up and you know continue the criticism that he does deserve but again just trying to basically bait him to see you know we're going to put this out on first take we're going to talk yeah. we're going to talk bad about baker will he respond to us you know or something on get up or on fs1 with undisputed like something to mention baker's name will i be the one to get that baker that we saw last year out like they want that for the news and clicks and things especially when there's Poking no them, yeah just when there's no sports going on they want that instead of the baker that where is he like what what is he doing we're only hearing about what baker's doing from the coaches which is a good thing that's what you need but on the field production is going to come from being that leader too what about you peter what what do you think well you know the nice thing is i think this year god god willing there's a season right uh baker has a coach a real coach yeah yeah you know and i think you know two years ago when we were all surprised is like holy cow this is great i i think there were 
plays, but, you know, there were more than 15 plays written mm-hmm. up for a game. Yeah. You know, and I think last year, I, I you know, what is it, Bumbling Freddy Kitchens? Bumbling you know, yes. Freddy Kitchens, I, yeah. I mean, I, I was Use hopeful. Use that on ECT yeah. last night, too. So. Nice. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I was, I was hopeful, and I was just, you know, in the Browns, really, if you thought, mm-hmm. think about it, you know, I'm trying to remember back to some of the games. They came out at the beginning of the games, and they looked good. Didn't they score almost on every yes. first possession? Yep. It was the exact, in the game. exact opposite then, of Browns that we've it, seen in the past. That's right. right. And then, and then there was there's no game plan. There's nothing. So yeah, they literally planned for the first drive, maybe the second drive. Yeah, and that was it. And then that was it. It's like, you know, Freddie forgot about the rest of the game. So the, 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 and I'm sorry to cut you off nope. real quick, but the fact that we played against the Cincinnati Bengals, who literally had the worst run defense in the league, and you give Nick Chubb three carries in the first half, how did you still have a job at that point in time? We ended up winning the game because you then give Chubb 17 or, you know, I think it was like 17 carries the second half, mm-hmm. but like he should have had 20 in the first half right. because then we still had Kareem yep. Hunt. You could have given Kareem, 20 carries the second half. Right. That's how that game should have went, and we should have blown him out 60 to 20 or whatever the game was. Yeah, I mean, it was just, I'm really hoping that Baker is what we see, you know, with a mm-hmm. game, with a real game plan. I think he's going to be successful. Yeah. You know, and I like the fact that he's kind of staying out of the spotlight mm-hmm. because it's, you know, if he had a great year last year, I can understand being, you know, if you want to be a little cocky and, you know, but when you had a year like you did last year where the expectations were so high and whether, you know, yeah, he had some, there were some just terrible plays, you know, some terrible things. And I I don't know how much really fell on his shoulders, but, you know, I think he's doing the right thing. He's keeping his head down. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, he's being active with the team. I hope he's going to have a successful season this year, and I, I think he will because he actually has people that have experience around him that are going to be able to you know, utilize his talents, and I think that's we just didn't have that last year. Seasons like that that you're, that you're talking about, Peter, are it's basically how you respond. How are you going to respond from being knocked down, having that kind of adversity? And for someone like Baker to already be showing those leadership qualities, you hope he's on that right track that we're kind of talking about. Being that leader that then becomes that leader on the field and cleans up his own act to be a leader by example and a leader by voice. Because a season like last year, we either humble a man or woman in like in sports <laughs> or anything like that. Right. You know, going through that rough of a of, of a patch of something you're so passionate about, we either humble a person or it'll just ruin the person because they're just going to they continue down that same path because they don't think they're doing anything wrong. They want blame to go to everyone else. Yep. He is taking blame on himself as the quarterback, as the most important position in all sports, as he should. And let's see how that transitions on the field, hopefully this season. Now, going around the table with this, kind of mention it as we kind of started this segment, finishing up the podcast with this. Is there a Cleveland athlete that you would give a Patrick Mahomes-style contract to right now? Paulus, I will start with you because I see those wheels. Of turn. course, of course. Um, the obvious answer is Frankie. You know, I, I you know, obviously we want Frankie to stay here. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're going to rename the Indians, call them the Lindors. Like, like <laughs> you keep him here, obviously. Going aside from Frankie, though, because once again, I think that he is the obvious choice. If you're looking at the rest of the teams in, you know, in in here, would you give it to Miles? I mean, it, Miles is probably the one that sticks out in my mind because Miles is still young. I mean, he's what? I think he's 23 mm. or 24 years yep. old. You know, so at that point in time, at the end of his contract, he'll be 34, which is still okay. Like Julius Peppers was doing it until like 37. You know, so mm. like that that wouldn't be a bad idea to, uh, to do that because I think that Miles is that generational talent that, I mean, literally, I mean, he's on pace for, you know, over the next, you know, couple of years. I mean, he gets 10 sacks a year every year you know you know so far he's at 30 30 and a half sacks you know through his first three years and that's with missing like eight games mm-hmm. you know well eight games as rookie year and then you know having uh missed what the last six games this past year yeah. and he still had 10 through 10 um so i mean he could literally hit 100 sacks which is like that hall of fame mark he could get anywhere from 100 to 120 i'd look at him if baker had a better year last year and i was more confident mm-hmm. baker the one that you'd be like, that's the 
dude because you want to lock up that you know that Hall of Fame quarterback that you hope he turns into. Patrick Mahomes, if he if he died tomorrow, Patrick Mahomes would be in the Hall of Fame five years from now, and that's only playing in two years. Yep. Because uh, he, realistically, because he didn't play his rookie year, yeah, he played one game. I one think one game, and yep. he started and ended up. Yeah. So, if he were to pass away, like however, yeah. whatever, he'd be in the Hall of Fame right now. That's the type of quarterback that you give that ten-year, yep. five hundred million dollar quarterback, you know, money to. I don't think that Baker's anywhere near that right now. I would give Baker a four-year extension. Yes. That, that that at most, you know, with some clauses mm-hmm. to get out of that. If I was, you know, the Browns. But that being said. Like if he had a better year last year and then has a great year this year, maybe. But I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not giving that sort of money to Baker yet. Miles, though, different story. And then for like pitchers for the Indians, like I would love to see Shane Bieber because Clev's like I think 28 or 29. Like that's too old for that. Bieber though is like third. I think he's 24. Mm. You know that wouldn't be a bad one. But we've only seen one great year from him so far. All Star MVP last year. But he, I, I'd go miles that okay. probably how about you peter i'd have to agree with you you know i would love to see frankie stay here sure. um the lindors I mean, yeah i don't know about that <laughs> um not, not in love with that name uh the franciscos uh there we go that's fun <laughs> francisco that's, that's fun, fun to, to say, say. <laughs> uh exactly the chicago white Sox versus the franciscos <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's a lot of money uh, yeah. <laughs> the Frank, I mean, Frankie, I think, deserves a, a big contract. That much money? Not sure. Sure. Uh, like you said, with the Browns, Baker, you know, if he wins back-to-back Super Bowls, maybe. I mean, it, it's right. – we've, we've been, you know, stung too many times that true. it's – I just – I have a hard time swallowing that. Uh, but Miles, you, you know, I didn't even think about Miles, and that's that's actually a really interesting, you know, one, and I think – that I could see because the dynamic that he brings to that defense is just mm. so so huge. And I mean, he's the, a Hall of Famer type type he, of player. He, yes. he is, he is, and he he is a game changer. Yes, him being in that um, in the defense is a game changer. So I could see that. Still, it's a lot of money. I think I'd give maybe you know ten year forty you know four hundred fifty million dollar contract to put fifty million in my pocket, and uh, I'd be good with that. But uh, yeah, I, I think I'd have to agree with you though, pretty much yeah. on that one. So it's Frankie Lindor for me. Yeah, it's it's all day Frankie Lindor. Yeah, no for doubt me because just watching that guy play the game of baseball and how much fun he has playing the game of baseball. And I know he didn't really speak to reporters when he was supposed to the first day, the first day of summer camp. Because he knows what questions are coming in, in free agency, and well, you know, does he think he's going to be traded? Those type of questions are going to come; they're going to keep happening. But you see, last night he hits a home run off so Mike Clevenger, and some like who Clevenger had like K'd him, I guess, or gotten a couple K's on him earlier on in summer camp that not a part of a inner squad game like they've been doing so frankie hits that home run comes around and somersaults across home plate and is just smiling the whole time and having there's no you hit a home run off a clev you start smiling a little bit yeah (laughs) but also just just having the time of his life playing the game and being one of the absolute best players in the game of baseball yeah especially in this era and he is right there for you, a cornerstone. And I know that a big contract like that, even if we had an owner that was willing to spend a little bit more than the typical mid-market owner, right? that would still be a little rough for a mid-market team to consistently have talent around Frankie to play with. I understand that. Yeah. But if you're asking me right now, one Cleveland athlete that I would give a Patrick Mahomes-style contract to there is no doubt in my mind it is mr smile yep. francisco lindor the one of the best players the indians have had in their franchise and one of the top five top three players in all of major league baseball today that there's no doubt in my mind yeah no, I, I 100% agree with you on that. Um, I, I think, yeah, I mean, Fran- Frankie is the guy. You know, if Frankie's mm-hmm. the guy, you know, there's no doubt about that. But, you know, outside of that, and, and with baseball, with the Indians, it's so tough to look at that and say, oh, yeah, I'd give him $500 million right. because they're worth a billion. So he's worth half your franchise. Right. I mean, if, if you're looking at it from that sort of standpoint, Kansas City can do this because, you know, they're, A, they're an NFL team. They're 
billions already, mm-hmm. but they just won a Super Bowl. Yep. And he just got, you know, the MVP, you know, two years ago. I mean, he is that type of guy that there's nobody else in the NFL that I would even think about giving that contract to. You know, it, like they were talking about, you know, this is only going to make, you know, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun uh, Watson, you know, they, like they, they're smiling now. Mm. But they're not going to touch that contract. Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson literally just was the unanimous MVP last year. And a great season. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, I mean, 14-2 and two record. I mean, he, he played out of his mind. You know, great running the ball. And he, he actually did a pretty good job throwing yeah. it last year, too. We, we give him craps, you know, call him a running back. But he did a great job last year. MVP, well-deserved. But he's not any, he's not even worth half that money. No. You know, like, like they're talking about locking Lamar up. I saw uh, Ocho Cinco hmm. uh, was talking on Twitter that he's going to get probably a six-year, 200 million dollar deal that's his thought which it hey sign me up for that if, if i'm lamar jackson but the fact that you didn't make half of what mahomes is gonna get just shows you how great patrick mahomes truly is and how well deserved that contract is a lot of us you know we're, we're talking about it we were talking about it before uh he's worth like 19 percent of their cap which is a huge number 19 percent of the cap brett Favre signed a contract back in 2001 mm-hmm. it was one or three and he signed for 19 percent of the cap it was 60 million dollars the fact that it's jumped up yeah. that much blows my mind he's only worth 19 percent of the cap and yeah. still gives him some, some flexibility they're still going to hold on to tyreek travis kelsey yep. and probably uh, sammy watkins for at least this year yeah and free agents know who the quarterback's going to be so if there's any that aren't just looking for that big contract to go where someone's gonna be able to give them the money yeah. they're looking to go win and compete mm-hmm. the quarterback is there for you and you know he's going to be there unlike what we had here with lebron lebron would have been the athlete just yep. like that absolutely to, to give to give that contract to but he was never willing to commit or give the information out to other free agents that he was willing to commit and he's kind of done more of what is smart considered smart in the nba sure shining signing those short-term deals to try to make more money as they saw more tv revenue coming in and the max contracts being higher when they had a chance to sign those if you could sign lebron or frankie do a 10-year deal who would it be not like like lebron at age 24 so in their prime in their prime age 24 lebron age 24 frankie Man, I'm going LeBron. You have to. You have to. I, you have to. It, I, I know that the, it, the I'm second, a little biased with my affinity uh, towards LeBron. Right. But, I mean, it, it's just, if you're going prime to prime or like that yeah. cusp of the prime, 24, age 24, both yeah. of them. I'm going. I'm going LeBron, but it's like it's not. It's, it's not a wide it's like of a gap. Pulling teeth. I, I yeah. get it. it like it's you saw. Teeth. You yeah. saw the, the the wheels in my head spinning right and, there. And because, we love Frankie. Yes. But like, if you could only give it to one at the age 24, I mean LeBron. I mean he's still putting out at 37. You know, so I mean, yeah. or what 35 right now. Right. I mean he's still doing a great job, but yeah. he's still he's still playing at a max contract Absolute, player level. Absolutely. At 35 after all those miles yeah. that he's been put on his body. So Most just in the NBA history. Yeah. And so I guess that saying that I would give it to him, just seeing what his career has become to this point. Yeah. What a way to end a, end a podcast. That was a great on a, that was a good on a, one. On a tough, tough question, man. Of course you're going to bring that question in here. <laughs> <laughs> but that is going to wrap it up for this edition. Now, just to let you know, we are going to have another YouTube exclusive clip coming post-show. So kind of giving a sense of, again, a sense of what we may be trying to look into in season four, some extra little content you may have to to really (laughs) dig deeper for coming up in season four. All you have to do now is go over to Voice of Land podcast on YouTube, get the bonus clip. We're going to talk biggest game we've ever gotten to attend live in person. So if you want to tune into that, go over to YouTube, watch the video clip of that. But for Nick Paulus and our producer extraordinaire, Peter Tup, I am Kevin Arnold saying what a wonderful season three this has been. Looking forward to even better things in season four. Thank you to everyone that listens and to all of you sports fans out there, as always. Don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. And everyone out there during these difficult times and everyone that listens, we truly love you all, 3,000. We will see you in two weeks.